I personally really liked it, and I know that it's very highly critically acclaimed. Um, this one, because it's only the first two episodes, the Rotten Tomatoes score isn't going to be as accurate as yeah. if it were completely released. So I'm thinking it might be a little lower right now because okay. it's still, you know, trying to find itself a little bit. That's true. Uh, and that's what happens with TV shows. Uh, the, char- the characters, the actors will find themselves and they're acting and everything probably <laughs> will get better, especially with something like this that's such a good concept. So I'm going to say something similar to you guys. I think that critics would have given it so far a 75. <laughs> and um, you, Amelia? Yeah. Uh, I think I'd have to say about the same as you guys. Um, I think... I don't know, it depends on really the audience. So if the, I think the audience maybe would have a different opinion than the critics, where if the critics are like the, the, the Downton Abbey people, rather than the Bridgerton people, which is a little, it's a little bit more fantastical, I think, Bridgerton, in comparison yeah. to like the really hard, like historical, like, oh, this is based on real story stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those critics might be a bit harsher on this show because it has some elements that are a little bit kind of like corny, especially like a little ro- the romance element um, between the Russell guy and, um, Marion, like that particular part, I really stuck out to me as being unrealistic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say about like a 75 or something like that. Okay, wow. So it seems like we're all pretty on the same plane, just like a few points off from each other. So now will our lovely producer, as always, show us the score? Wow. What is it? Okay. It's I can't read it. It's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! 78. It looks like an wow. 82 at first, but yeah, you turn it around. Oh, <laughs> okay, geez. 78. All right, so we're all pretty close. Basically, we all got it in the 70s. Um, yeah. Do we agree with the score? Um, I think so. I think if it if it went above an 80, I think that's where I'd have a problem. Yeah. Because I feel like there was just some like plot points that weren't as fleshed out, like the robbery at the beginning of the show. I think mm-hmm. I was very critical of it. Because we barely got, like, the screen time to see the robbery, and it was so quick. Yeah, it happened so fast. I didn't even know what happened, Yeah, though. it was done so quickly, and, like, I'm sorry, so sorry. I did not love Marion's acting at that moment. I was yeah. very critical about that. I was like, okay, she got robbed. Come on now. Like, where is something else? She sobbed really, like, like, I don't know what's going on with you, girl. Like, like do a little more emotion in it. Like, but, yeah, stuff like that. And I feel like, overall, like, maybe just, like, even, like, sometimes, like, the settings and, like, the... Like, the production design was kind of lackluster, especially for, like, a historical show. I feel like I need to be very, very immersed to really, like, appreciate, like, every single part of it. I actually like the production and the setting. I was setting gonna say, the, I would have to sets and stuff. Yeah. But keep going, Leo. Um, but I agree that the acting um, wasn't, you know, as up to par as other historical dramas that we're used to seeing. It could also be that, again, the show is trying to find itself. Uh, or it could be that the writing maybe isn't yeah. as good yeah. as it could That's be. It, it's an interesting era, right? Because it's not, it, they're not British, but they're also yeah, they're also British. in the late nineteenth century. So it's in, it's difficult to get like the accent right for the actors, and difficult to get like the writing exact. So I can understand that, but for the audience score. That's probably why I'm going to have to do something that we don't do very often, which is go lower than the critic oh. score for the audience score. I think that it might actually be, like, a 70. Now that I see really? this, I think it's going to be around a 70. Okay, that's interesting. I would still go higher because I feel like, like Amelia mentioned with her family and then with my family, I know my mom loves historical shows like this. And I, I just think that the people that really enjoy these kinds of shows like Bridgerton and so on, I think it just uh, still grapples you in. So I would, I even was getting into it, so I would like to see the third episode. So I would say that they they gave it at 83, 
but it is just the second episode, so who knows? We have to keep going. Yeah, I think there's a there's a weakness in some of the characters and a strength in some of the others that kind of it's like a weird offset. So like Marion is kind of just like I don't know. No, I agree. She's just so bad. Like she's just a like she's kind of. I don't want to say Mary Sue because that's a bad trope to perpetuate, and it's not really that true. Mm -hmm. But that's what I think of at first because she's kind of she's nice to everyone. She's like the one person who's respectful to the black woman, um, and then respectful to people regardless of their status or their social um, standing. Like that woman in the party who's like shunned or something. But then this like she's kind of just not interesting enough to really fit in with this world that they're kind of developing of this like this um aggressive kind of fiendish society like high society um of new york in that way though the um the minor characters are kind of strong in that you don't know that much about them but they're they're, they're like they seem more accurate and then um because they are cruel and exclusionary and then also even the the russell um family like, the husband and wife are actually genuinely interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. They're a little yeah. bit cliche, but, like, I would say for the audience, I would say maybe about, like, the same, actually. Because I, I just, I think there's, it's too early to tell, as you guys said. Yeah. Um, for me personally, my initial guess for the audience score is a, like, was, like, around, like, a 78. But I feel like now, like, like hearing all your points and about how the show is, like, still developing, I feel like I'm going to go a little bit lower and say, like, a 76. I'm not incredibly low, but I'm not really sure. Like, for me, it didn't, like really like repulsed me <laughs> but yeah. i just constantly found myself comparing it to like bridgerton and i do agree with your point the minor characters are much more interesting and marion's character is just really like she needs to be flushed out and i yeah. i just know what she's gonna yeah. be flushed out is through the romance which i'm not like a yeah. fan of like i really yeah, that's true. hope we don't go down that trope but like i think it's a little inevitable seeing like Mr. Rakes come in from New York and then seeing like Larry Russell come in. But like they do have a lot of strong points with the Russell family itself. Yeah. And I think audience members would have also really liked seeing um the younger daughter, uh, Gladys. Yeah. I think that like because she was from American Horror Story, people are like, Oh my god, that's a familiar face there and I think they'll enjoy that and see her character be developed. I don't know if you noticed, but Mrs. Astor, she didn't come often, but she was in yellow in like the charity event. The really big one, oh, yeah. and she actually—if you noticed her voice, guys—she plays Mother Gothel in <gasps> Tangled, right? Oh she God. came on. I was like, "That's Mother Gothel." Yeah. So things like that, and then of course Christine Bransky—we know who she is. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of familiar faces, and that's also really cool to see. So let's see what the audience score is. Lovely, lovely producer. Oh, is it oh, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh my wow. wow, so that's so interesting when it's the massive. audience goes lower. <laughs> that's, wow. wow. Hmm. Maybe I people mean, were expecting more from it. I think, yeah, I think, I think so. that's... Hyped up. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we said multiple times, it is the first two, and like it's supposed to be the pilot that hooks you and draws you in. And I think, like you mentioned, Marion being the protagonist, it's supposed to be like she's the central figure. She isn't that alluring on her own. It's like more whoever's around her. So that could, I could see why the audience would go lower. I think that like also audiences may have not like entirely liked the idea of like the very long pilot episode and then like a shorter it was second long. episode. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. when I saw it, I, I was just very off put. Like I was like, was oh my God, that's it's a movie yeah. right yeah. there. So I think that's, that's also like as an audience member, I was like, oh my God, it's going to take forever. But, yeah. Yeah. I think like even so, like only like the end of the pilot episode was really like getting exactly. into the nitty gritty. And I think like that's a pacing problem that the show also might have. Yeah. I definitely yeah. think 
that having it so long and for a pilot, they definitely had a lot of like filler moments yes. in the first episode. And <laughs> I think servants. the second one, yeah, so progressed servants. so much more. I definitely liked it a lot more. And I was just talking about the character, the the butler, the head butler for the Van Ryans, mm -hmm. the British guy. He's also a character I really love. True. So there are many minor characters that you fall in love with and are kind I like of the Van Ryans chef. Yeah. Yes. He is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, it seems like, but the, there's so many servant scenes that it's mm -hmm. like, what? Also, there seems to be like, a, there's a really specific scene where like that, that one servant who's kind of like really pretentious. It's a, it's a, I can't Ms. remember. Miss Turner, the I one that's hitting on Mr. Turner. Yeah, oh. yeah, I, I, oh, know, yeah. I saw that yeah. and I was like, that is such a, there, there, there's so Cliché. many tropes in it. Like, that's yeah. really, like even the, and it's actually a lot of times in the servants, like they have, I know this is kind of like a tangent, but there's like an Irish servant there. Yes. He's, and I think it's in the Van Ryan's house and she's aggressive towards the black woman who yeah. comes in. Um, and, um, Scott, and, uh, she is ginger. She has a really strong accent. And she's work, and her name is Bridget, and she's working as a servant in New York City. So, um, if anyone has taken a push and like read that chapter and all that stuff, that's like a huge stereotype. And I know it's not, it's not as harmful, obviously, as some other stereotypes, because of course it's historical and it's kind of limited. You know, it's Irish. Um, it's still kind of just like wow, that's really kind of yelled into your research. It's just. It's so obvious that it's kind of like, it looks like they scanned the chapter and they're like, okay, we'll put this one in. Because she doesn't really have any other role besides those two prominent scenes of her just kind of being there as a servant. And then also there's the, the gay twist at the end where her, um, the Van Ryan's son turns out to be gay. Um, and that was, that like really upset me because it, it's another big trope because I saw it in like Game of Thrones. It's like almost the exact play-by-play -play, um, scene structure. And I was like, wow, okay, they're, they're doing that. <laughs> Do you consider it just like a token kind of thing that they just yeah. do it to have that token of diversity? Yeah, and it's not like true representation. <laughs> and I think, um, sorry. No, but, keep going. Uh, there's some. I was thinking about comparing it to Game of Thrones because that's another HBO show that I was like really into um, a couple of years back when it was airing. Uh, up until then, they were like, they had good prospects of surviving because you know it's Game of Thrones. And then after that, it just completely went downhill. And I feel like something similar might happen here, just because of the trope where it's like, yeah, oh, he's theory. gay, and then like maybe he'll because he'll be found out, he won't inherit the money. That's um, at least what my family was discussing when we saw that twist. No, I feel like it definitely was like a token tokenization almost yeah. because they did throw it in at like the very last moment of the pilot episode. Another thing that was interesting was that usually in like Downton Abbey and most other historical dramas, uh, there is this um, dichotomy between the poor and the rich. But this doesn't really focus on that as much. We were talking about the servant scenes, but I think mostly what this is about is between the old rich yeah. and yeah. the nouveau riche, which is uh, more interesting to me because in the Gilded Age, that's what we're entering, right? We're entering the modern era and mm -hmm. it's focused on whether or not you care about the rich people, yeah. how the rich people are adapting to it and whether or not they can move into the new era. Because whether you like it or not, the rich people, like the people working in the railroads, I forget the guy's name, <laughs> they have to adjust for society to progress and for the economy to grow. Question. If we are rooting for it, we don't know. who are you guys rooting for? Mr. Rakes? Or Larry Russell here. Oh, you no, can't. I gotta ask. Yeah, I gotta ask. That's true. I, 
I mean, if you go find Mrs. Van Ryan, she's going to get married. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is interesting, though, because at first, this seemed like Mr. Rakes was unrequited. She didn't reciprocate. Yeah, she but it does really seem like, like after that Central yeah. Park date, it looks like Miriam kind of, you know, getting a little smiley with him. And yeah. Who knows? I mean, they keep bringing up Larry Russell. Oh, what's his name? Larry? Larry. Yeah, Larry Russell. So... I have no idea. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they had like two love interests kind of thing. Cause uh, there was something like off-putting about like the lawyer. Yeah, he was a little. I was cringing. Yeah, yeah. like I. It's just kind of like. Um, and also, <laughs> he seems like he he's older than her by like a, I a margin. I think so. I can't he, remember. He kind of looked. Well, if you're a lawyer and she seems yeah. like a young woman, and if you, he had to have gone through law school, so yeah. he must be at least in like his like twenties. So that's that's what I was thinking. Um, just also based on the actor. Larry Russell, I, like, I think he, he seems like he'd probably treat her well, and it's nice, and also the, the drama is interesting, I guess, with the Russell family and the um, Van Ryan family, but then the the meeting really was, like, so... The, the way that, like, her dog jumped into the street. Oh, my God. And she oh, was just... That, she, got oh, over it. That. she got over it so quickly, and yeah. I was like, if I ha- if my dog ran into the street, I would probably be, like, I would not be able to recover, if, yeah. even if she was okay. Like It was just like, oh, my God, yeah. my valiant soul knight, he just saved my dog. My mom was like, that was so weird. <laughs> yeah. I was like, true to that, true to that. But, yeah, I think... Well, we'll see. But really, she doesn't need anybody. Like, like Aaliyah said. I, I have another point though, just really quickly about the Russells. At the end of the first episode, when um, basically Mrs. Russell's party was a bust, and she was like crying in her bed. I really like her story and her arc and her just constant battle to trying to yeah. be accepted. I think she's a very interesting character with how like how much conviction she has and then also the defeat she has. And her husband as well. I think he supports her and he yes. made a very big presence at the charity. <laughs> at the chair, I was like, yes. yes. That was so. It was so. They're so both. Good. B- like I'm telling you, like censor. Oh my God, babe. <laughs> and when uh, she was crying in her bed, she says they're all going to pay for this. Summer. Yes, <laughs> and like I that. liked his line, like defeat's not a good look on you. Yeah, we'll, we'll I, I like that. I like that one. We'll see. Okay. So we'll see what happens with them. Yeah. Okay, writers, so. you got that one. That one <laughs> so to wrap up a bit, I think that we maybe have two people who did not like it very much, and two of us who. Uh, maybe liked it more, but um, I think we have to continue watching to see. Yeah. So, Amelia, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we really enjoyed having you on the show, and hopefully you can come back for another episode, and maybe we can do the other uh, show or movie that you didn't pick. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you were super, super insightful. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so, so much. So, a big clap for Amelia today. Thank you. So I guess that's a wrap for today's episode. So quick reminder to all of you to rate Operation Tomato Meter on Apple Podcasts and to check out the Classics Instagram and our TikTok page at THHS Classic to see bloopers, behind the scenes, and other cool projects that we're working on. So yeah, see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.